0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Friends, welcome to worship as beloved people of God. We call out to God our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. And we pray asking God to still be our guard while troubles last, and our eternal home. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. And before we hear our word today, we remember, I want you to remember in prayer the family and loved ones of Evelyn Singer House. Evelyn Singer House died on Thursday, August 20th. A private graveside service is planned for Evelyn. We pray God's comfort for the family and we will be remembering them in the prayers today. We are now in the season of the church year that focuses on the mission Christ calls us to, empowered by the Holy Spirit given at Pentecost, for by the grace of God our lives are secure on the solid rock of Christ, who loves us with an everlasting love, who will never leave us or forsake us, who is with us in all things and who has prepared a place for us eternally. Before we hear the scripture readings, let us begin with the prayer of the day. O God, with all your faithful followers of every age, we praise you, the rock of our life. Be our strong foundation, and form us into the body of your Son, that we may gladly minister to all the world, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today is taken from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 51. Listen to me, you that pursue righteousness, you that seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For he is but one when I called him, but I blessed him and made him many. For the Lord will comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places, and will make her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her thanksgiving and voice of a song. Listen to me, my people, and give heed to me, my nation, for a teaching will go out from me and my justice for a light to the people. I will bring near my deliverance swiftly, my salvation has gone out and my arms will rule the people. The coastlands wait for me, and for my arm they hope. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look at the earth beneath, for the heavens will vanish like smoke, and the earth will wear out like a garment. And those who live on it will die like gnats, but my salvation will be forever, and my deliverance will never be ended. And then from the Gospel according to Matthew, the 16th chapter. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Here ends the reading. I have a rock with me today, and I know you cannot see it, but it's actually a rock from the foundation of a Norwegian storehouse on a farm where my great-grandfather, Johannes Ellingson, lived near Galstal, Norway, before coming to America. The present owner of the farm pulled it from the foundation and presented it to Naomi and me at the end of our visit to the farm in 2013. Johannes was 17 years old when he came to America with his parents, Elling and Karen, and siblings, Matthias, Christian, Renong, Amund, and Oli. During the nine-week arduous sea voyage, Amund got sick and died. He was buried at sea. Johannes remembers watching the burial of his brother through a porthole on the ship. Johannes would later marry, and he and Ingeborg, my great-grandma, would have eight children, Clara, Julia, Edwin, Gunda, Sidney, Albert, Othelia, and my grandfather Anton. I have a picture of the family, but two of the children, Albert and Othelia, are missing because they died as infants. It has been said that our lives are defined by our losses. At the age of 37, my great-grandfather, Johannes, helped to start a Lutheran congregation near his farm in southeast South Dakota. Lone Rock Lutheran Church is located in the open countryside surrounded by corn and bean fields. Johannes and many from the family, including my grandparents, Anton and Minnie, my mother's parents, are buried in the church cemetery that sits across the road from the church. If our losses, the losses we experience define our lives, then how we look at and understand these losses, when faith, hope, and love are included, give the ultimate meaning to our lives. The faith of my ancestors is a spiritual rock for me. We look to the past in order to understand ourselves now in the present and grasp that greater meaning of our lives. In our Old Testament reading today, the prophet Isaiah is speaking to God's people a word of the Lord during a difficult time filled with loss. He calls them to look back in their history and remember who God has been for them. What God has done for their forefathers and mothers. In the first verse of the chapter, we read chapter 51 from Isaiah. Isaiah turns the people's eyes to their ancestors. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. And then in the next verse, Isaiah stretches their gaze even farther into the past. Look to Abraham and Sarah who bore you. For he was but one person when I called him but I blessed him and made him many. Look to Abraham and Sarah, whom the present and future looked bleaker. Responding to God, Abraham left his home, his kindred, to travel along your path to an unknown place, based on nothing more than a promise that likely seemed far-fetched at best. Abraham was told he would be the father of a a great nation, when he was an old, old man with no children, and that his descendants would someday possess the land in which he currently lived only as an alien, an outsider. It must have all seemed at times rather impossible. No wonder Sarah laughed when God told her she would bear a son. And yet God fulfilled the promises of Abraham, being the father of a great nation in a promised land where he would be a blessing. This message of Isaiah, remembering what God has done in your past, how God has been faithful to you, is delivered to the descendants of Abraham, the Israelites at a very dark time when they were living in exile in Babylon. They had lost their homes. They had lost their homeland. The Babylonian captivity was a time of deep anxiety and disillusionment. They were a defeated people. Jerusalem and the temple had been destroyed. People wondered about God. Was God reliable? Was God faithful? Had God abandoned his people? This feeling of being abandoned is one that is not related only to the 6th century B.C. There are people today who feel abandoned by God. Perhaps you also have had or are having such an experience. For the people of Israel and for anyone who is having such an experience, the word of the prophet Isaiah is for you. Look to the rock from which you you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. In other words, look back. Look at your faith ancestors. Remember how God has acted in the past. When I hear this word from Isaiah, I think of my faith ancestors from Lone Rock Lutheran Church in Moody County, rural Flandre, South Dakota. My great grandfather, Johannes Ellingson, was a charter member of Lone Rock Lutheran Church, organized in 1877, and he was instrumental in building the church in 1901. In the family history, it reads one of the first buildings to be erected was a place of worship because it was faith that sustained them during the hardships they endured. And it would be their faith in God that would sustain them while building a new life on the frontiers of their adopted homeland. In addition to the tombstone of my great-grandparents, Johannes and Ingeborg, and my grandparents, Anton and Minnie, there is also a grave marker for the child of my grandparents, my mother's sister, Vivian Lucille, who died July 19, 1928, of spina bifida, She lived only three days. Look to the rock from which you are hewn, to the quarry from which you were dug. The people have suffered. Isaiah knows that as he writes, but suffering is not the complete and total backdrop through which God's people are to view their lives. Not for my grandparents on that day in July of 1928 when their daughter Vivian was buried. Not for Abraham and Sarah, before Isaac was born, when they had to leave the promised land and journey to Egypt because of a famine. Not for God's chosen people in exile in Babylon, mired, caught in this captivity, and their homeland occupied and destroyed. For God is a God of deliverance and restoration. God is a God of justice and light. God will not allow evil to triumph but will bring God's people newness of life and everlasting salvation in the past and now today and for generations yet to come. And God's chosen people did experience a homecoming following their exile. The promising words of Isaiah came true. The Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places and will make her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Isaiah wants us to consider who we really are, where we have come from. And most of all, Isaiah wants us to remember whose we are, who it is that holds us. In 1 Peter we read, for in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. The cornerstone of our lives as Christian people is Jesus Christ. It is Peter who gives this rock-solid confession in the gospel today that we heard. When Jesus asks, who do you say that I am? You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God, Peter responds. And on Peter, whose name also means rock, on this solid confession of Jesus being the Savior of the world, the church is founded. It is Jesus Christ who come in order to rescue and redeem the world, you and me, from sin and brokenness and death. Jesus Christ joined himself to us, to each one of us, united to Christ in baptism. Forever we are joined to his death and resurrection. The everlasting love of God in Christ reminds each one of us we are God's beloved and our lives are of infinite worth that nothing on this earth, not even death, will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. For Christ has prepared for us life with God always, eternal life. And so whatever you may be facing, whatever hardship or disease or illness or grief or darkness or hopelessness, you are called today to remember the rock is Christ, our Savior. I'd like to close... With these words from the hymn, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. No merit of my own I claim, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his gale my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood, sustain me in the raging flood. When all supports are washed away, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is... When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, clothed in his righteousness alone, redeemed to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand... All other ground is sinking sand. Let us pray. Faithful and loving God, you know how fragile our lives are in this world. When we are brought low by loss, grief, and pain, strengthen us by your Holy Spirit, who breathes faith and hope into our struggling souls. Of so the promise we have in Christ, that nothing in all creation will separate us from your love for us. For your love is eternal. We give you thanks for our spiritual ancestors, those who have gone before us in our families, United Lutheran Congregation. Continue to build our lives on the rock solid foundation in Jesus Christ. And we remember today, especially those who grieve the loss of loved ones, especially the family and loved ones of Evelyn Singer House. Comfort them. Risen Lord Jesus, you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope of that day when we'll be reunited with those who have gone before us. And we pray that you will come to the aid of all who suffer. Uphold all workers, especially those who tend the coronavirus patients. Provide for the poor and vulnerable, any who are out of work or facing financial hardship. Give wisdom to scientists working on a vaccine. Comfort all families and friends who cannot be with loved ones at this time. And now we pray the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, our as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.